0: Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Monday, December 9th. Uh, there really is not any dramatic movement occurring in any of the major markets. So S&P futures are trading down about three to four points. Europe is down about 10 to 20 basis points. Asia, uh, most of the major Asian markets ended higher, although not dramatically so. So Hong Kong and mainland China were about flat. Japan did a little bit better. Um, So there was actually a ton of news out over uh, uh, this morning and then over the weekend. I wouldn't say any of it is really kind of dramatically altering people's views on the market. So obviously, US-China trade is still front and center. That's the most important macro event right now driving uh, sentiment globally. There was not much major news out on that front over the weekend. So the last kind of big update that we heard was out Friday morning when Kudlow came on CNBC and sounded quite optimistic, said, we're closer now than we were in mid-November to a phase one agreement, um, unclearly really what that means. He's been, um, you know, positive pretty much throughout this entire process. Sometimes very inaccurately, so. Um, but we are approaching this uh, December fifteenth he- uh, deadline rather on on this next tranche of tariffs. So investors will be watching any any development very very closely. I'd imagine this will be a week full of kind of tape bombs on this subject. Uh, my personal view is again that we are going to see those December fifteenth tariffs. Get suspended just like the October 15th ones were. I'd imagine that um, we'll still be kind of talking about phase one come January 1st. I do envision a deal um, eventually getting struck, although I think the market at these levels is already anticipating quite a healthy one. Um, And I think the bar for phase one to surprise on the upside is very, very high. So, and this is something that I've been talking about for a while and I laid it out last week in the scenario analysis and I kind of talk about it again today. Um, You know, the big, the big, you know, wildcard at this point is kind of just rollback. So you can look at all the various tranches of tariffs that have been imposed since Trump came came into office. Um, And as we, you know, rally above 3,100, I think people are looking for quite um, an aggressive rollback on tariffs. So you'd have to see a real kind of, quote unquote, shock and awe um, rollback of existing tariffs, I think, to surprise the market at this point, point. and I personally think that's unlikely. Although you know it's obviously possible. Um, so U.S. trying to trade is still most important. There was an article in the journal about how um, the White House and House Democrats could be close on a U.S. MCA deal. Um, you know, that it's more positive than negative. Although, you know, this is kind of very much on the periphery as far as trade sentiments concerned, given that you're really just kind of replacing an existing trade agreement um, and you're really only making relatively cosmetic changes to it. So definitely positive if you could see a compromise on that front, but I don't think it, it's, you know, dramatically positive. Economic uh, sentiment obviously is very much in focus after the Friday jobs report. Um, you know, economic commentary now for months has had this unfortunate tendency of swinging aggressively from Either recession to booming economy, and it, it hasn't really stopped anywhere in between. But um, you know, just as I think the recession fears were overstated a few months ago, um, I think people should kind of temper some of their optimism on the Friday jobs report. It was very, very strong, undoubtedly, um, but it also came after a bunch of other numbers earlier last week that were, um, you know, less less impressive. So, you know, I don't think anyone's shifting their economic forecasts aggressively because of that jobs report, um, and that's kind of the real problem. And that also Gets to the earnings backdrop where you're not seeing earnings estimates change dramatically either. So, you know, the US economy remains a, a bright spot on the globe. Um, but like I said, you know, the GDP expectations for next year, which are kind of down around the 2% area, are not shifting. You had a lot of data out over the weekend this morning, especially from China. So you had China, Taiwan, German import export figures, you had German FX reserves, you had China auto numbers, you had uh, Japanese Q3 GDP revisions. None of it really deviated too dramatically from expectations, um especially on out of China. Um, German exports were a little bit better. Taiwan exports were a little bit better. Um, but again, I don't think anyone um you know, kind of came in this morning and saw those numbers and and is shifting their views dramatically as far as growth is concerned. Geopolitics is in focus today, so, you know, at the margin, you could argue that the U.S.-Iranian relationship is getting a tiny, tiny bit better. There was a prisoner swap over the weekend. There are reports that uh, Iran's president could visit Japan, where Japan has been trying to coordinate some type of a uh, compromise agreement around the nuclear agreement between Tyra- Iran and the U.S. Um, North Korea, though, it very much looks like starting probably early January that they're going to ratchet tensions higher. Um, either shooting off uh, ICBMs and or resuming um you know nuclear testing in some in some capacity so you continue to see um the rhetoric turn much more heated um out of north korea towards the us um i won't kind of go through the um the funny phrases that north korea is using again but um you know they certainly are 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 directing them back at trump so it looks like you you very much could see a deterioration in that relationship again early in um q3 I'm sorry, early in January. Um, a few micro headlines out um, over the weekend this morning. I won't kind of run through everything I w- I laid all out in today's Vital Dawn. Um, I would say the big focus this week, aside from obviously trade will be very much in focus, but there's nothing scheduled until the 15th on that front. You have central banks, so um on wednesday we get the fed it, you know very much i think both the fed and the ecb and the ecb is on thursday i think both of them are kind of very much in the background they've both taken relatively aggressive steps over the last several months um and i think they're both very much on hold right now so for the fed you know this is going to be kind of an expanded format meeting where we get a lot of um all the all the forecast updates including a new dot plot um, and then you know, you obviously you still get a press conference. So, you know, you are gonna see the dots shift. I think you're going to see the twenty twenty dot come down to reflect no change in rates. So you're gonna have to see the dots come down anyway to reflect what the Fed has done since the last dot plot. Um, but I think you know the twenty dot sh- is, is should be should signal a policy that's on hold. You know, the bigger wild cards will be twenty one and twenty two, although I don't think markets are gonna read too much into that given how um you know the Fed's dots have not been very accurate. Of late, so um, I don't anticipate the Fed really having much impact on the market, other than perhaps a little bit of volatility Wednesday afternoon. Um, and then the ECB is the same. Uh, you know, the, the Draghi took pretty dramatic action before stepping down, um, and I don't envision them doing much uh, for the for the near term. Um, although this will be Lagarde's first press conference as president, so I think that will kind of make it a little bit more interesting than before. But again, in terms of policy, there's really um, nothing that investors should be looking for. Um, So those are going to be the two major macro events for the week. You do have some more important earnings. Um, Most of them are Thursday night. So you have Adobe, Avago, Costco, and Oracle all Thursday night. Um, And then you have a couple more conferences this week. Probably um, the Goldman Financials Conference will be most interesting in that you're going to hear, you know, this is the first kind of major event and the last major event of the year. Where banks can update um, street expectations around kind of intra-quarter trends ahead of earnings, which start in early January for that group. Um, so that is essentially it uh, for today. Um, again, a lot of a lot of news. I didn't I didn't run over everything on this on this podcast. Um, I do lay everything out though in um, the Vital Dawn written piece. And then just kind of on the market again, my views are very much unchanged from before. I just think that Phase One is driving a lot of this Phase One anticipation. Um, And I just think the market is already embedding um, a very healthy outcome on that front. Uh, So that is it for today. Thank you, everyone, for listening.